0: This is the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Welcome in. I am your host, Benjamin Wargo, the Wisconsin beat writer for football and men's basketball of the Rivals.com network, and we have a lot to get to on today's show. Wednesday, this past Wednesday, marked the first day of the signing period for winter sports, and Wisconsin basketball signed three players. We'll interview the point guard of that class, Chucky Hepburn, out of Bellevue, Nebraska. Later in the show to hear about his rise to becoming one of the top point guards in the Midlands. Wisconsin football also hauled in a highly talented prospect over the past week and four-star receiver Marcus Allen. That happened last week, Friday. We'll give you the scoop on him at the end of the show. But we don't want to bury the lead, which is Wisconsin football has got back to work this week and they are prepping to play Michigan tomorrow night at Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor, a 6.30 Central Time kickoff. On ABC and now the Wisconsin football team who missed their last two weeks of games began their prep on Monday morning after seeing its active case number drop to just five two student athletes and three staff members. Now since November 2nd one staff member and one student athlete have tested positive and as of Monday five of the last six days prior to that had yielded no positive cases a positive sign in the good sense for the University of Wisconsin to allow them to get back to work and prep to play their first game since the opener on October 23rd against Illinois. The football team paused team activities on October 28th and their scheduled games against Nebraska on the 31st in Lincoln and last week at Camp Randall Stadium were both canceled. Now, where those numbers are in comparison, Wisconsin reported 27 active cases of COVID-19, 12 from the staff, 15 players, A week ago this past Tuesday. Now the million dollar question is who will be available and who won't be available for when the Badgers play. Now Wisconsin has been mum on the topic, but head coach Paul Chris told the Big Ten Network that he expects double digits to not play this weekend due to the Big Ten's COVID protocol. One of those players may or may not be quarterback Graham Mertz. Now, having completed his tests and is working back into football shape, both Chris and Offensive Coordinator Joe Rudolph have said it will depend on how Mertz handles very little practice time, if he'll be able to play or not. Wisconsin goes to a walkthrough on Thursday and very little, if any, practice on Friday. And if you try to draw the lines from the 21-day protocol, Mertz's first eligible day of practice is Friday, today. Now, if Mertz can't go, and Chris said that if Wisconsin had games either the last two weeks, Danny Vandenboom would have been the starter. So Boom will be the starter against Michigan if Mertz can't go. The redshirt junior from Kimberly, Wisconsin has only played in three games in his career, all during the 2018 season, and his lone throw was a three-yard touchdown pass two years ago. Now, despite the lack of game-time experience, Joe Rudolph complimented Boom when we talked to him earlier this week. Staying his quarterback has been, quote, very, been very consistent. He's smart. He's been able to perform well, even with limited reps. Rudolph continued, that doesn't describe everyone. There's a lot of guys out there that don't make improvements or they walk in and they don't show an understanding without the reps behind him. Danny does. He's sharp and he kind of is confident with who he is. I just see someone that's gotten more reps and got the opportunity to show you that a little bit more often. The group has confidence in him. Without question, they know he knows it. They know he's smart. He communicates well. He exudes confidence in the huddle. If we were rolling with Danny, this group would be all behind him and feel good about it. End quote. And in a way, the unknown factor with Wisconsin matches well with the unknown factor of Michigan. Through their first three games, the Wolverines are averaging over 31 points and 430 yards per game in a robust 6.6 yards per play. However, Michigan enters Saturday stumbling with a 1-2 and record and losers of its last two games because its defense has been bludgeoned over the course of the last two weeks. In its home loss to Michigan State two weekends ago, Spartans quarterback Rocky Lombardi threw for 323 yards and three touchdowns. And last weekend, in Bloomington, Indiana quarterback Michael Fenix Jr. went 30-50 of 50 for 342 yards and another three touchdowns. Now, overall, the Wolverines have given up nearly 412 total yards and 30 points per game. Over 287 of those yards have come through the air. Now, to make matters worse for defensive coordinator Don Brown and his unit, Michigan will be without defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson, who needs surgery to fix a fracture in his leg. It's the latest in a line of injuries for Michigan, who were without both starting tackles against the Hoosiers, and because of that match, to rush for only 13 yards on 18 attempts. Now Michigan's best player is its quarterback, sophomore Joe Milton, who is completing sixty point seven percent of his passes and averaging two hundred and eighty nine point seven yards per game. He doesn't lock in onto one target either. Michigan has three players with at least eight catches and is a threat to run, averaging four point one yards per carry. Against Indiana, Milton threw for three hundred and forty four yards, his second straight game of throwing up for over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. However, Milton threw two fourth-quarter interceptions against the Hoosiers that proved problematic for Michigan to register that comeback win. Wisconsin did a nice job three weeks ago of shutting down Illinois' passing game, but Milton is much more talented than the Illinois quarterbacks, and he has a lot of better weapons to surround him. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday about the long layoff, availability of players, and Michigan's offense, Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Laird started off by talking about the talent— of Milton
1: he is a a big strong athlete you know he's he's mobile he can move in the pocket and extend plays um he's going to have probably as strong of an arm as we're going to play all season you know he's it's one of those guys that uh you turn on his his best plays scare the hell out of you you know because because of what he can do to to, with his feet you can change numbers in the run game and then uh throwing the ball when he's on, you know, there's every game he's made a throw where you're like, wow, that's, you just don't see that every week. Um, and he's also had his struggles, right? So I, I know they're frustrated with a little bit of the inconsistency, but we can't count on that. He's a young guy that, that every game is going to continue and improve and learn. Um, so we're, we're preparing to play the, the one that's hot, and, and we hope he's, he doesn't show up to be that guy. But he is talented, you know, he's a big, strong kid. Um, he does some really good things for their offense. Jim, you know, we've talked to your players throughout this process way back in the summer when you didn't know if there would be a season, and they talked about their frustration, not knowing what's going on. They play a game, then all of a sudden their are canceled. Do you have a mood for at least your guys on defense, What, where their minds are at this week as they're now back at it, coming off this this strange off time? Yeah, obviously a lot of frustration. Um, you know, it's, it's the third time, right? You, you you start fall camp, you get it taken away. You play a game, get it taken away. And it just feels like you can't build any momentum, right? That's the biggest thing. And you're trying to push your guys through it. Um, you know, as coaches, you, you're feeling the same frustration. You know, you, you're prepping for multiple games and, and all of a sudden they're not happening. So um, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to, to, to push to those guys, like, you know, you had that frustration. You, you had those emotional highs and lows. Now, now you have to push past it. You know, we all felt it, you know, the whole state, the whole program uh, is going through that in the whole country, right. And as far as this, just riding the wave of, of the ups and downs, but um, we know we're going to get an opportunity to play. So guys are excited. It's awesome. The last couple of days to get back on the field and just feel like you're building um, to get on that field again. And, you know, guys are excited. You know, they realize that uh, it's, a blessing to be able to play this fall you know we, we didn't think we were going to have it so you have frustration but at the same time you're on the field right and, and you're ready to, to to go up to michigan and, and play a great team so um you're seeing as we're getting into the game plan the guys getting more focused and locked in and, and moving on past that frustration back to the excitement of uh of getting out there and, and playing in big games how close to full strength do you expect to be and if you are not what are the most significant challenges you have to deal with and potentially getting guys ready who a few weeks ago might not have been in this position yeah I know uh, we will do our best to make sure there's 11 people on the field every play so uh, I think in hockey that's called full strength right so that's all I can guarantee um, you know you're preparing for so many different things right it's it's so much more than a two deep right now which you in in the past in a normal situation you're kind of going you know you have your two deep you know their strengths your weaknesses um i mean you get to game day and all of a sudden three guys might get pulled out (laughs) you just you never know so you have so many kind of contingency plans on what group you know if you get to a certain player really what type of plan can you execute um so you just you have to prepare for so much more in, in these times which is okay you know it's fun as a coach right you're preparing for a lot of different things and and you're going through a lot of what-if scenarios um you know we feel confident in our guys we're blessed we're fortunate to have good depth on the defensive side of the ball this year so um it's not a situation where we get to one position and all of a sudden you're like wow like we're, we're running out of bodies um so hopefully uh, that continues uh, to be the case throughout the season. But uh, I promise you as coaches, we will do our best to be at full strength, meaning we will have 11 players on the field when they have 11 players on the field. Yeah, uh, Jim, uh, w- w- when you look at Michigan's offense, uh, w- w- what stands out? Just in terms of the scheme, coaches have sometimes said that they still do a lot. Um, are you seeing that or are you seeing it simplified, especially with the younger quarterback and obviously a unique season like this? Uh, they, they do a lot of different things they they present a number of different challenges uh, i think they package what they do well right whether it's formations motions um, kind of the run pass um, issues that they present um, I, I think they do a really good job uh, obviously the quarterback and some of the things he can do in the run game for it presents a different set of issues um, you know, they want to run the football i know they've they've jumped behind your other teams have jumped ahead i should say the last couple games and kind of taken them out of their rhythm i think that's the biggest thing that's that's come up the last couple of weeks uh you know, i know i know they want to be physical and they want to run the football and and play action off of that you know they're, they're very similar to us in, in that fashion um and they've, they've had to kind of get out of their system so i think that causes a little bit of the number discrepancy run pass and different things like that so you know with that hopefully Offensively, defensively, we can start out hot, put pressure on this team and um, make them question some things, but um, you have to, you you gotta understand what team you're you're trying to play and and they want to be physical and and they're going to come in here with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they're, they're not happy right now. And they know they're a better football team than than what they've put on tape. And I feel that I see that Uh, there's too many good plays and too many good players um, to think that, uh, you know, we can, we can, frustrate them you know before we get to the field so um, I'm excited for the opportunity for our guys I, I think we match up um, with this team well and a lot of things that they do offensively kind of matches what, what we do offensively as far as uh, the Badgers so
2: you know we've
1: had a number of reps versus certain concepts that, that we're going to see in the game that, that I feel comfortable with. I know it's only one game and it was a few weeks ago but look at the outside linebacker position and you like. Particular Nick Kerbig. How did you assess that first performance and, you know, areas of, of positive, you know, influence, but also areas to improve too? Yeah, it's still a young group, you know, Nick, um, we know he's very talented and, and he's going to do some really good things for us. Um, we had to get on him. I think he had an interception he could have had as his second or third play as a Badger. Um, so we we threatened to send him back to uh, Hawaii, but we'll keep him. Um We think he's going to be talented for us. And and there's going to be a number of guys that step up throughout the course of the year. Kind of said that going into week one, you you might not know who the names are right now, but um, we feel confident in in what they put on tape for us and um, how they're practicing day in and day out that that group is going to be uh, going to be fine this year. And and we're going to find some playmakers and, put them in positions to to do what they do best so uh, was pleased obviously week one they, they did a great job you know physical in the run game and getting after the passer at times um it just stinks that you can't build on that right you, you kind of had to take a step back and, and now you're trying to regain momentum um but i, I like where that group is at um and we're going to continue to develop them uh, throughout the course of the season
0: hey john how have you guys tried to balance out practice this week, you know, not having been able to get on the field the last couple of weeks and then at the same time trying to prepare for a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unique because in one sense, you're kind of going oh, it's just like a bye week, right? You had a little bit of extra time to prepare for them, but, you know, your guys, you know, they, they got to get that rhythm back. Um, you're creatures of habit. So you're, you're used to being on the field, you know, almost every day and all of a sudden you take a, a break you know, seven, 10 day break, whatever it was, where you don't touch the field, you know, it, it just kind of takes you a little bit of time mentally to, to click back in and you lose your technique a little bit. So I think it's been a balance of trying to make sure that, you know, you get the fundamentals, right? Tackling, we know all, all those little things within techniques um, that is really what wins or loses. So it's, it's that balance of, the mental side of preparing for a game, but really resetting your technique and, and resetting the communication and and all that just because you're a little rusty because you haven't been on the field.
0: That was the media's conversation with Leonard on Wednesday, and this is the blitz.com podcast brought to you this week in part by MyBookie.com. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost. Lightning deals and free bets await all season long, and with Thanksgiving right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prospects, and contests that they offer every single week. So sign up or get reloaded today, make your bet, and get paid. And they also boast a fully fledged casino platform that'll give you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you expect to find at your local spot. And you can find me at the three card poker table, and all the best is is that my bookie the doors are never closed, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie, and when you use the promo code Overtime, get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to thousand bucks. The terms are simple. Put in $200, bucks, they will match you with another $100 in your account. This is free betting money, Make it even more of a winning season at MyBookie.com. Switching gears to men's basketball, Wisconsin added a trio of rivals three-star recruits Wednesday and high school seniors Chucky Hepburn, Chris Hodges, and Matthew Morris, all who signed their national letters of intent and will join the Badger men's basketball program beginning with the 2021-2022 season. Hepburn, who will join us here coming up in just a couple minutes, is a native of Bellevue, Nebraska, and was named the state's Gatorade Player of the Year in 2020 after leading Bellevue West to a 21-3 record and a Class A state championship. Hepburn was a three-time All-Metro first-team honoree and earned first-team All-Class All-State honors in 2019 and 2020. Last year, 17.7 points, 6.1 assists, 4.6 rebounds, and 3.1 steals per game. Chucky is a proven winner, said head coach Greg Gard. Our staff watched as he led Bellevue West's team to a state championship last winter. A true point guard, Chucky brings everything we look for at that position. He leads by example, always giving maximum effort on both ends of the floor. He has tremendous vision and feel for the game combined with the ability to score from all three levels. As much as he is able to carry his team on offense, what makes Chucky a great fit here at Wisconsin is that his defense and toughness is where he hangs his hat. A leader and a role model in his community and a motivated student, Chucky is the kind of person we are excited to add to our Badger family, end quote. And committing on the same day as Hepburn, which was last September, Matthew Moores enters his senior season as the rare four-time All-State selection and reigning back-to-back Gatorade Player of the Year in South Dakota. Six-seven forward, first joined... The varsity team as a seventh grader and promptly helped the Bucs to the 2016 state championship. The 2020 South Dakota Basketball Coaches Association Class AA Player of the Year, Moores enters his senior season as the Class AA all time lean scorer with 2,127 career points. As a junior, he averaged 19.4 points, 8.2 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and 2.1 steals per game while shooting 51.4% from the floor. Morris has averaged at least 19 points per game in each of his last four seasons. Basically, the kid can score. As guard said, he has challenged himself as a student athlete year in and year out to become a well-rounded competitor as possible, both on and off the court. A successful multi-sport athlete, Matthew has gained valuable lessons that will help him become the best leader and player possible. On the court, he plays with a certain level of toughness and physicality that fits our style of play, specifically in the Big Ten, He has a versatile skill set that will allow him to be effective in the post, off the dribble, and is a terrific shooter from the outside. That skill set combined with the championship mentality has us excited to begin working with him. And last but certainly not least, Chris Hodges, the first commit in the class back in August of 2019. Hodges, who projects at either the 4 or the 5, continues a long line of Badgers to come from the suburban Chicago area. Last season as a junior, Hodges was named Mid-Suburban League West Player of the Year after leading his uh, Schomburg High School to a 25-7 record and the MSL Championship. The 6-9 forward earned second-team Class 4A All-State honors by averaging 15.5 points, shooting nearly 70% from the field, eight rebounds, and a pair of blocks. Chris is an excellent addition to our program and member of another strong recruiting class, said Guard. He impressed our staff immediately during our advanced camp and has continued to improve since. Chris has tremendous potential with his large frame and natural strength paired with an eagerness to get better. He will immediately bring both physicality and tenacity to our program. Chris fits in well with the work ethic and culture that our program has established. He comes from a great family that has clearly taught him to value hard work and education first. Our guest this week just officially became a member of Wisconsin's 2021 men's basketball recruiting class. He is a state champion, he is a talented point guard, and he is on the phone with us now. Chucky Hepburn, you are officially a member of the Badger men's basketball program. How does it feel to hear someone say that to you? Man,
2: it it feels good. Uh, I woke up thinking today that uh now I'm actually gonna sign today. Like it it's just crazy to think. But it's it's definitely drink on sure. I'm blessed to be able to sign with um with Talking
0: today. You've had to wait over a year to to get it done, uh, and I know that didn't really bother you too much because you were committed and you were you stuck with it. But it just, like you said, it just is a nice relief to finally be able to get everything put aside and then you can kind of start that next chapter to a degree.
2: Right uh, now, now that I'm done, I have to focus on one more uh, championship to win in high school, and then I'm on to to start something special in Wisconsin.
0: What was it like talking to head coach Greg Gard and other members of the staff after you got everything sent in and everything was checked off and and good to go? Was it just a, a, nice, a, a nice relief conversation? Was it an encouraging conversation? What was it like? Yeah, it was real
2: crazy. It was real. They they seemed really happy to have me on uh, to be able to sign, and so I was really happy to sign and, and get everything over with and and get the paperwork first, and get, and then after get everything over with.
0: You know, growing up in football country in Nebraska, how did you get hooked on onto basketball? Was what made it a passion for you growing up?
2: Um, honestly, we Omaha is a real big basketball basketball city. It's just not really on the map. So uh, me and Hunter Stiles were one of the ones that really put it on the map. But but like growing up, all we did was play basketball. Uh, it was either either during the winter or summer. We were we were always just playing basketball. So. I think we're even though we have more football talent. I think we have more basketball fans than, than, than football fans. What
0: attract? Well, yeah. What What attracted you to playing point guard? I know obviously um, your size has something to do with it. But what Correct. what about point guard compared to uh, shooting guard? Um, why Why point guard?
2: Honestly, growing up, uh, I played with my brother, so I, I was a shooting guard and he was a point guard. But I wasn't really. I didn't. Become a point guard until around my eighth grade summer when I first started playing in the varsity league. But uh, I started, I just it was just it just came easy to me because uh, I was a quarterback already for football until until my freshman year. After that, so it, it was just kind of easy for me to lead teams and, and know where to pass it and where to find my players. So it was just it just came easy to me.
0: Leadership is a huge thing with point guard, isn't it? If you're not a competent leader, you're not going to be a competent point guard. Do you subscribe to that right. theory? Yeah, right. right. Does that just come from growing up playing, you know, against your brother and things like that? That you have to have the confidence to be able to to, oh, yeah. to beat your family member? Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, growing up, I started growing up, like fourth grade. Once I started I started playing up with eighth graders and high schoolers, so it, it just came easy to me. And I, I never really played my own grades until fourth or fifth grade, and so I, I just I just really uh, got that, that got that uh, the confidence to be able to go out and, and dominate on, on each level.
0: I think your 2019-2020 season was one of the finest prep seasons in Nebraska high school history. Now, I don't know a lot about high school basketball in Nebraska, but you look at the numbers. You're Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior. You lead your school to a 21-3 record. And most importantly, you win the Class A state championship. Can you describe last year for me and what it meant to you to accomplish all those goals, especially the last one of cutting down the nets? Yes,
2: sir. uh you know, it, it was a, it was a really good uh, season, but I, I kind of had doubts that not not in my team, but myself because I I went through injury, a concussion injury, and when I got back on the court, I just didn't feel the same. But uh, like a month later, I kind of got back into the groove and, and was able to, like uh, push my teammates and push the push the push each other. We were able to push each other in practice, so uh, and, and that just, it just uh, came out for a big result in us and, and winning the state championship.
0: You average seventeen point seven points a game, six point one assists, four point six rebounds, and three point one steals. Which one of those numbers is the most impressive to you?
2: I gotta say the the steals. Because honestly, I'm, I'm I don't really pay attention to like when I'm playing defense. I just I'm just really active on defense. I don't, I don't really I don't pay attention a lot with, to what I'm getting steals. So so getting steals is probably one of the most impressive to me.
0: With the rebounding, too, you have to have a certain confidence to go and crash the boards. Are you someone that is just in the right place at the right time, or do you like getting your, your elbows dirty and, and getting in the glass and, and making those kind of impact um, plays at the rim? I don't know. For sure,
2: I'm, I'm for sure uh, the type of physical player to go and get my elbows dirty because growing up, I was, I was probably one of the main rebounders on my team. And so I've always been custom going and going to get some rebounds. Like there's some, been some games where I, I've had more rebounds than our big man. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Most people play like that when they have something to prove, but you had already committed. Um, what drove you that season besides the goal of winning the state championship?
2: Uh, yeah. Even though I'm committed, I still got something to prove. I still want to be one of the, the the ones that that people that my name. I don't want people to forget about. Like in 30 years, I want people to still be able to talk about me and how I dominated on each on each side of the course. So I, I just I just go out there and prove. But like, I got out there and, uh, and compete like like
0: I'm I'm one of the other players. Chucky Hepburn joining us here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Chucky, when did the University of Wisconsin first start to resonate with you? When did they come out to watch you consistently? That you noticed them? When did the mail start? When did the phone calls start? Do you kind of remember when they made that impact with you? Absolutely.
2: Uh, it was around. I got my first letter from Coast Guard around I want to say April of 2019. And then twenty, uh, the summer in twenty nineteen June, I got my first call from uh, uh, Coach Crabbingall, and and we set up a uh, a visit. And then that's also when I went on campus and did the the team camp and then official or unofficial visit too. So and
0: that's when they offered. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that summer camp. What was your mindset making that drive to Madison about, about what you needed to do to impress the coaching staff? I mean, were you th- thinking that an offer was kind of be, even in the realm of possibility? With kind of, I mean, you had some contact, but certainly not a lot, where it would seem like an offer was a foregone conclusion.
2: Right. I um, was just thinking, I just had to play my game because I know they like my game. For, for how I played it so I decided to go out there and play, how my, play my game how they, how they see me and if I did that I knew I'd come out
0: with the offer. You had offers from not just Wisconsin but Creighton, Minnesota, Nebraska and a handful of other schools. How did Greg Gard, Joe Kravinoff and the rest of the staff recruit you compared to some of the other schools who pursued you?
2: Man, the authenticity of each and every one of them is it, just truly un- unbelievable. I, I love each and you know, every one of them. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Cranes were, were really good schools as well, but I, I just felt more at
0: home at Wisconsin. When you, when you walked around the Wisconsin campus during the summer, what, what kind of vibes did you get um, of a of of, of place that you could feel that you would be able to fit in for the duration of your career?
2: right uh i'm i'm kind of an outside, uh, outdoor guy so i love i love just walking around and taking taking walks around nature so i i i love the the lake scene and uh i i love that that it's right on campus too
0: did you go into your official visit last September thinking that you were going to commit? Or did you? Have, I'm sure you had it in the back of your mind, but did you go there thinking that okay, this is this is going to happen? I'm going to get this done with, or did you think like, you know, maybe I could do this? Uh, I went in there
2: thinking that that uh, that their top my top three list: Creighton and Loyola Chicago were the other two. But after that official visit, I went home and talked to my parents at the airport. And we, we knew that, that Wisconsin was the place for me.
0: Had you paid much attention to who Wisconsin signed in the 2020 class? I mean, the Badgers had a commitment from a point guard already, and ended up, they signed one of the best classes, if not the best class, in school history. What kind of impact, if any, did that make with you um, kind as you were going through the process? Right. Uh,
2: yeah, that, that's a really good class. They, you said every one of them comes from winning programs, so I knew that's something I wanted to be a part of, uh, players who, who know how to win. And know how to complete and, and play with each other. So that's something I knew that I definitely wanted to be a part of, and that's why that's one part of the reason why I chose Wisconsin.
0: Your signing class this year includes a couple forwards: Chris Hodges from Illinois and, and Matthew Moore's from South Dakota. Um, tell me about those two, and if you three have been able to build a relationship over the course of of this time period.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, me and Matthew have been friends since freshman year, so I've been able to build up the relationship. Before we even started getting recruited by Wisconsin, but uh, but um, yeah, uh, I love our me and Matthew's uh, relationship, and I love the way he played. I knew I knew when I first seen him play. I knew I, I wanted to play with him in college. And Chris Hodges, I, I met him at the uh, the team camp, and I love the way he played. I love the way he battled with other big men. So uh, and I've, I've been we've been we don't text a lot, but when we do, we it's, it's
0: a good conversation. You know, watching. Wisconsin last spring, you know, go from a program that appeared from the outside looking in that was kind of in disarray with players leaving and, and different kind of off the court issues going on to a program that was a co Big Ten champion. What emotions did you experience watching that, watching those guys overcome adversity and knowing that that's going to be your program here starting next year?
2: Right. That, that's the type of program I love. I love how players don't don't fall apart when things are going bad. They look to each other and build each other up, and not just the players, the coaches at will as well, and everybody surrounding the program. So that's exactly what I look for in the program, and that's exactly why it shows us.
0: Why do you like Greg Guard? What about Coach Guard resonates with you?
2: He's a really chill coach. Uh, I love his personality. His personality is one of the, the most authentic per- personalities I've, I've met at from a coach. And uh, I just love the way he connects with all his players and, and staff,
0: not, not just players, but staff as well. So uh, it's a huge thing for me. Now, I know you had some AAU basketball this summer, but things are pretty limited with the pandemic. How have you stri- tried to stay in shape throughout what's really been a bizarre eight months um, in, well, in the country?
2: Uh, yeah, we actually started at AAU in June, and we just got done in October. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, yeah, so we, we've had quite uh, a few tournaments. Uh, but I've been our our uh, our uh, high school basketball team started conditioning in September, so I've been I just been getting my body ready. I've lost 20 pounds already, and then I've gained like 10 pounds back in muscle. So,
0: how, how is the virus kind of impacting your senior season? It sounds like it's going to start a little bit later than normal. Are you hoping to get mostly a, a whole conference season in? Are you going to try, try to play a set number uh, of games? Do you kind of know what the, kind of the goal is? Yeah. Actually, we start our first practice next week. Our
2: our, our season's right on time. Okay. uh a couple a couple schools have to shut down already, so I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous to see what what they're going to say.
0: How has your game changed for the better since we last saw you? Kind of during your end of your junior season, how have you feel? how you feel? AAU helped improve your game despite with everything that's been going on. So sure. uh,
2: I'm a really quick. I'm quicker than I was last year on on on, on ball dribble, and I'm more athletic than I was last year. Uh, yeah, so that that's probably one of the main two reasons, or
0: main uh, two things that's changed about my game. And last one for you, Chucky. When you get on Wisconsin's campus next summer, what are your goals? How do you want to try to impact the program? A program that's going to look uh, you know very different, considering you know there's going to be a lot of uh, upperclassmen who are going to be leaving after this season.
2: My main goal is just to be able to connect with our teammates in that in that summer and be able to get a good bond. So we have a so we have our, our main, main goal goals uh, ready to accomplish when the season
0: starts, which is the national championship. Chucky Upburn, one of the three members of Wisconsin's uh, impressive twenty twenty one class, the point guard of the future at the University of Wisconsin. Chucky, congratulations! Enjoy uh, celebrating being a, officially a member of the Wisconsin Badgers program. Thank you. That was my interview with Chucky Hepburn, and later Wednesday after I recorded my interview with Chucky, head coach Gregar announced that true freshman point guard Lauren Bowman has withdrawn from Wisconsin due to an unknown family issue. Bowman has already taken a previously announced leave of absence from the team, and guard said on Wednesday that he's no longer a student but still a part of the program from a communication standpoint. Bowman was a three-star recruit and the number 45 point guard in the country by rivals for the 2020 class. So the Badgers doubling up with another point guard in 2021 in Hepburn proved to be a stroke of luck if Bowman doesn't return to the program. Wrapping up here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast with the big news that came down Friday afternoon, last Friday afternoon, in Wisconsin football landing arguably its top remaining target in the 2021 recruiting class in Marcus Allen. A one-time Michigan pledge he committed to Wisconsin over offers from Cincinnati Virginia, and Boston College. Uh, the four-star prospect was also receiving strong interest from Penn State and Ohio State down the stretch. Allen uh, unofficially visited Wisconsin on March 1st, and he's commit number 20 for head coach Paul Chris in this class. This fall, ranked the number 44 wide receiver in the country, 60 receptions, 884 yards, and 14 touchdowns. My goodness. Allen, 6'3 and 200 pounds, he joins current receiver commits Skylar Bell as projected receivers for Wisconsin this current cycle. Now, in Allen, Wisconsin's gained a physical playmaker, legit size to overpower opposing defensive backs. Four star prospect added strength and explosiveness to his skill set this offseason. That's why he got that rating bump. And with a reported 4.5 second speed in the 40 yard dash, Allen is stronger and faster than most defensive backs at that prep level. Allen, though he's more than just a vertical threat, on tape, 6'3", 205 pounds. He has the ability to line up in the slot and carve up defenses over the middle of the field. He gets off the ball quickly and has little trouble creating that separation with corners who attempt to apply press coverage. But what stands out the most is Allen's ability to make those tough catches with defenders in close proximity. He can adjust to the ball extremely well, displays excellent hands. And he should be an above average move the chains receiver who should bring some versatility to Elvis Wooded's position group. UW quarterbacks are going to like how Allen continues to move when the pocket breaks down, something that was evident on his senior tape. Wisconsin now sits at number 15 nationally in the Rivals.com rankings and is all but guaranteed to have its best recruiting class in the history of the internet ranking era. And that is some good news in which to finish today's show with. For the latest on Wisconsin football, Basketball and Recruiting, log on to BadgerBlitz.com and follow me on Twitter at the Badger Nation. Plenty more coverage today and tomorrow to get you set for Wisconsin-Michigan from Ann Arbor on Saturday night. I will talk to you from the press box in Ann Arbor this weekend. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, thank you for listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.